trigger warning, the following podcast discusses suicide and mental health. If you are experiencing an emotional crisis and require urgent support, please call Lifeline on 131114. Shallo, and welcome back to the Mermaids for Mental Health podcast. I'm your host, Mermaid Heart, and I am so excited to be doing an interview today with one of my favorites, Mermaid Kona. Mermaid Kona has been such a shining bright light in the mermaid world for me. All of her posts about mental health and what you've gone through. Thank you so much for joining today. And if you can give a little introduction about yourself. Hi, um, well, let's just say first off, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be part of this podcast and raising awareness for mental health. So um, I've been mermaiding fully for about three years now, but I first got into it in 2018. Uh, I am a scuba diver, so I think the love of water has always been there for me. So the next step, I guess, was getting into mermaiding because it's something that I have wanted to do for so long. So um, I am a bit more of a mature mermaid, which you don't see a lot of, but that's I put that out there saying hashtag older mermaid because I am an older mermaid and um, I am a bit of a advocate for a mental health awareness. So I'm part of the end the stigma. I do the swimming every year for laps for life to help raise funds for um, support groups for youth mental health. So that's a bit about me. <laughs> that's amazing. That is so. That's. I love that laps for life. That's incredible. And can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to become a mermaid? Um, I think the biggest thing was when I was younger, like I was bullied a lot and I saw mermaids as being these beautiful and confident beings and I just wanted to be that. So I think around 11 or about 10 or 11, I read like Hans Christian Andersen's Little Mermaid and I'm just like, I love that so much. And then, of course, you know, the Disney Little Mermaid came out. I was like, oh, who doesn't want to be Ariel? And then Splash came out. And it's like, oh, I want to be Madison. So as soon as um, there was oh, a movie. I love Splash. I know. As soon as there's a movie about mermaids, <laughs> I was like, oh, I just got to do that. And then um, I will say um, at one stage I was in hospital for a suicide attempt. And when I was in hospital, there was a TV program on. Um, I think it was – I think it was called My Crazy Addiction. I'm not sure what it was called now, so I don't want to say that, but it might have been that. But um, Eric the Mertailer was on it. And just to see this man actually making tails and swimming in tails, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't actually know you could actually do this. Like you could actually really become a mermaid. So that after watching that, it gave me something to aim for with my life. I'm like, you know, if he can do that, wow. then maybe I can do it too. And then a few like later years down the track I went to uh, Hawaii with my sister for my birthday and I convinced her she needed to do a try mermaid swim with me <laughs> oh my gosh I love she's it she's like you're gonna kill me <laughs> she's like you got me doing swim with sharks you got me doing manta ray night dives you got me doing mermaiding <laughs> but um and when as soon as I put the tail on I'm like yeah this is what I need to do and then it was a couple of years after that that I actually looked into buying a mermaid tail and I'm like, wow, it's not as expensive as what I thought it was going to be. So hence I did some research and then brought some tails. <laughs> Amazing. 
And, you know, I feel like as mermaids, like whenever you first get into mermaiding, you're kind of like, oh, I'll just get like one tail. <laughs> and then you watch <laughs> and a couple years down the line, you got like 10, 11. Uh, yes, this yeah. is just classic mermaiding. <laughs> with, with me, it was like, yeah, like with me, my first tail was like, I was a fin thunder stuck because I didn't know if I could handle a bigger tail. But when I got a Mertella tail, I picked out the um, Atlantis Lightning because it's blue and gold. So my reasoning behind that was I do suffer from depression. So the blue was the depression and the gold was like I may be broken but I'm being fixed and I am beautiful. So that's why I chose oh. that tail. So, yeah, so my tails usually have meaning behind them when I buy them. <laughs> I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I know that you've spoken a little bit about um, depression and your mental health and I was wondering how has mermaiding helped your mental health and well-being? Yeah, so I will say um, before I started mermaiding, my days were very suicidal and when I was with my psychiatrist, I said if I could have one or two days a week where I'm not feeling suicidal, I would be so content with my life. Now that I'm mermaiding, I hardly ever have those days. So mermaiding for me has turned me from being a very suicidal person into one that is happy and content with my life um you know and even I do if I do start having like some bad days I just slip on my mermaid tail and lay on my sofa <laughs> and I just do my breathing exercises and I'm just like it's amazing how therapeutic it can be just to put on a mermaid tail and your mood and mind lifts um yeah so for me my mental health has skyrocketed like my family and friends can't believe where I've come from to where I am now like I've just my mental health has just improved so much and um I will say with the mental health side I do I do have a couple of hashtags I use um in my posts and it's older mermaid because I am an older mermaid and I do use the hashtag mermaid have has roles because not every mermaid is a slim mermaid so I believe mermaiding can benefit any age any size any ability the main thing I think mermaiding does for people is one, I mean, it does help with your fitness, but two, the mental health benefits outweighs everything else. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I feel like, you know, it's such a great core workout. We all know the physical benefits of mermaiding, but when you really think about what mermaiding entails, yeah. <laughs> a little pun yeah. intended, it, you know, you're calming down your breath and your breathing and you're really getting present in the moment yeah. when you are focusing on your breath before you even dive down into the water. And even just being in the water itself is like, it's so good for your mental health. Yeah, I find like as soon as I'm in the water, it's like I'm a totally different person. I'm so free. It's like, it's like... Kona doesn't exist it's just this beautiful mermaid just swimming around looking at fish looking at grass kelp whatever it's just like it's just so freeing like for me it's mermaiding is freeing yeah that connection to nature and just feeling completely free within you know the ocean swimming around for for myself as well I totally agree that you literally feel like 
you know, you can just wash away all of your worries and cares and just look at the little fish or stingray or hopefully not sharks. Although I do love sharks. Uh, I, <laughs> do you know what? Depends what time. Do you know what? I, I always <laughs> joke to people like the only time I've seen a shark is when I've had to pay for it. Like I would love to see a shark while I'm mermaiding. <laughs> Everyone else who I'm married with is like, I don't want to see a shark. I'm like, I would love to see a shark. <laughs> I know there is some, you know, like nurse sharks and yes. things that you can swim with. And um, yeah, like I think, <laughs> I guess because we're in Australia, you know, like when some people think of sharks and um, talking to like family and friends back home and it's like, oh yeah, I'm in Australia. Like they instantly think of like great whites <laughs> <Yes>. and <laughs> it's terrifying, but you know, there are bull sharks here too. Yes, and are, um yeah. I recently, this is just a side story. I recently came back from a trip to the States. And when I came back, there was three bull sharks in my local where I normally swim. <laughs> and they had pretty much eaten a dolphin. Oh. And I was like, Ugh, I don't know. Maybe it was two bull sharks, but two or three. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> it's it's enough for me. <laughs> That's enough. But, you know, here we have these amazing ocean pools like you know in new south wales at least um and it's incredible like even if you don't feel safe to swim in the ocean which it can be very dangerous um even sharks or no sharks just putting on a tail and essentially tying your legs together and jumping in the ocean but if you don't feel safe doing that going into a pool you get that same feeling of feeling free and in the water and just everything kind of melts away you're very present um, within yourself. And yeah, that mind-body connection, I really feel it when I'm mermaiding too. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like you've just become one with the ocean. Like I don't know how to ex- ex- yeah. describe it, but it's just like as soon as you're in the water, it's like you're just one with it. I, I, I wish I, if I could live in the ocean, I would. <laughs> I know. I know, right? Can I just please like be a mermaid in the next I life? Know, that's that would what be amazing. I, that's, that's my goal. <laughs> So speaking on that, what is your favorite part of being a mermaid? I think the biggest thing for me has been the friends I've made. Like this last year I actually met a a, a mermaid by the name of Kat who lives not far from my house. And to have her in my life is just so special. Like we go mermaiding together, we can just chat with each other. And it's like I feel like she's been a lifelong friend and it hasn't even been – uh, maybe six or six or seven months I've known her so it's it's just amazing and then I will say the biggest thing for me for my mermaiding was um when, going back to my tale my Atlantis was I met a man in a mermaid group called Merman Mikey and he had the same tale he's like you should totally come to America and meet me and I'm like yeah Meanwhile, this person is has very bad anxiety and I do suffer from, you know, CPTSD. So I've never done anything on my own because I've been too frightened due to past trauma. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to come. I never did. And it actually took me three goes going into a travel agent to book a ticket because the first two times I vomited because my anxiety was that high. But then when I got mm. there, I met so many people. And over there, it was like I wasn't this weird person. I was like just another mermaid. Mm. 
And, you know, from that one visit, I have made, like, such strong friendships and bonds with, like, Wes, the Jurassic Moment, and then Aiden and Gabby and Corinne. They have all welcomed me into their pod. Even though I don't live there, I'm part of their pod squad, which is, like, absolutely amazing. And then, you know, I can just message, message them on Messenger and they're there for me, which is so wonderful to see in this community. Like, I have heard stories about, you know, some – Merck community, there is a lot of um, competition and drama and all that, but I can honestly say I've never felt that. And um, I guess the other thing about mermaiding is ocean. Like I am a supporter of Save the Sharks. So, yeah, I do that and I actually do sponsor a grey, uh, the, the nurse shark in Sydney. Her name's Valerie. <laughs> so, yeah, oh. I... Valerie. Yeah, and then I've also adopted a couple of seahorses through the Sydney Aquarium because I love seahorses. So, oh my god! Yeah, one of my mesonas is queen queen of the seahorses. So, um, Jurassic Merman actually made me a seahorse. Um, his name's Senshi, and he's my spirit animal. Like he's my baby. So, um, I oh. think just that in itself is what mermaiding is to me. You know. That's amazing. You know what? I actually love seahorses. There's something so magical about them. I love that you have adopted some at Sydney Aquarium. I'm going to have to do that now. I have to look into this because I've never heard of this program, but that's so beautiful. Yeah, so what it is, you pay for a seahorse and you get to name it if you want to name it. Um, And it's actually just to bring more of the population back into the wild. So what they do is they breed them in Sydney Aquarium and then they release mm. them into the wild. It's, yeah, uh, I, I'm a big supporter of it. <laughs> I love that. They are just like such whimsical, magical little beings. They are, like, they? Well, and you know what? I was actually <laughs> I was actually talking about this the other day with one of my friends. I'm like, it's really weird because when I was scuba diving, I'd see a lot of seahorses. And then when I got my first tail from the Mertale, they they enclosed a little seahorse, silicon little seahorse thing, right? And then when ah. I went to America, the lady I had never met before made me this beautiful resin seahorse. And I'm like, what is this thing with all these seahorses coming in my life? And then, of course, I got oh Senshi from um, Jurassic Merman. I'm like, oh, my God, I have so many seahorses in my life. Like, So I've just, oh my so I've just adopted the I'm the queen of the seahorses. <laughs> I love that. That's incredible. And, like, yeah, I guess that's one thing that, you know, I love about the community as well is like you can have friendships with people that aren't even in your country. Like oh. you can be, you know, in the middle of nowhere and get online and meet mermaids oh. that are in Florida or, you know, yeah. in Oregon yeah, exactly. or Singapore. I've made a couple <laughs> of good friends with um, mer people and like I've got a couple in Canada and Florida of course and it's just like and Taiwan and I'm like it's amazing how you can build a bond with someone you've never met but you just share this love and it's like I think my best friend now (laughs) yeah I love that and it is like such for me as an autistic mermaid it is like a special interest and something that you know I'm learning about my autism is um, that I love to share my special interests with people that I love. Yeah. So, you know, just even like talking about mermaiding, I drive my 
a partner crazy with talking about mermaiding too much, but when you meet other people who are I, also into mermaiding, I am, I am, this, I am the same. I'm like, look at Senshi and look at this and look at my new tail yeah. and look at my new crown I got and look at this and I'm doing this on the weekend and everyone's like, okay. And, but do you know what now I do with my friends? I'm yeah. like, I know you don't really care, but, and they're like, oh, of course we care, of course we care. I'm like, I'm going to talk about mermaiding oh. for a second. <laughs> I actually have a, a, a saying that I tell my friends, like, by the way, every conversation will end in mermaids. No matter what we're talking about, this conversation will somehow end in mermaiding. And then that way they know, like, oh, okay, this is just Lauren. <laughs> and we'll have, like, random conversation. It's like, how did we start talking about mermaid tales? Like, what? when did this, where did this come from? But it really is a part of, like, it becomes a part of you, doesn't it? It does. It is a lifestyle. It is definitely mm. a lifestyle, and it's a great lifestyle. <laughs> Expensive lifestyle, but so for me, mermaiding is therapy. <laughs> and, you know, there's something to be said about play therapy as well. Um, I know that a lot of uh, nonverbal people, you know, talk therapy isn't as beneficial for them um, as say play therapy or art therapy. And it really just depends on like your own personality type and like what you're drawn to. I do view mermaiding as, as therapy for myself as well. So I'm so happy that you mentioned that. Yeah. Do you know what? Like actually my therapist actually got me into art therapy and to me, like I do love creating stuff and being painting and art and that. And it's like to put my words down on paper with photos and uh, make a poster of it and then just doing, you know, just like colouring and all that sort of stuff. Like I really, I am a big believer in like play therapy and art therapy because it does help. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I love just, you know, I am studying to become an art therapist and I would love to incorporate somehow we'll see <laughs> mermaiding into the art therapy and play therapy. This is all in the future though, of course, because I'm just in the beginning stages of my master's. So, <laughs> but I really do think that mermaiding is so beneficial for mental health and it's, you know, been such a long journey um creating mermaids for mental health like this definitely isn't my first podcast either <laughs> it started off something totally different but you know as I kind of got more aware of what mermaiding did for me personally in my own life and with my own mental health issues like it it just became so clear like oh okay this is more aligned with my vision my values um so for me, this has been a process in itself. So I'm really excited that you are a part of it now. <laughs> uh, I, I'm always using the hashtag mermaiding for mindfulness or mermaiding for mental health or mermaid keeps me sane because it's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, I could be having the worst day in the world. And then as soon as I, if I don't feel like doing the whole tail sometimes I'll just take my monofin to the pool yeah and you know because with tails you have to clean them after wash them out it's a whole process so sometimes sometimes I'll just take my monofin I'm like okay I'm feeling a little bit lazy but you know what I've gone to the pool I've swam for you know even just 20 minutes even 10 minutes it really does change your outlook and it shifts your perspective and there's got to be some sort of 
mermaid studies out there when it comes to <laughs> mental health. Or maybe there will be in the future. I was about to say, because can, can we do so this? <laughs> can we do this study? Yeah. Oh, let's start it. Let's start this study. <laughs> the psychological benefits of mermaiding studies begin 2024. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so we know that with mermaiding, of course, you know, you need a tail. I, I am a firm believer, though, that you can be a mermaid at heart and you don't need a tail um, to be a mermaid. You can just simply, you know, think in your mind and in your heart like I'm a mermaid. Um, but what is one thing that you cannot mermaid without? Well, this is going to be the only thing I can think of <laughs> would be a buddy. <laughs> to make sure you're safe when you're swimming. Um, I'm all about promoting safety when I swim and I never go anywhere that is beyond my limits. So having a buddy is something that it not only keeps you safe, but it also gives you someone to enjoy your time with. It doesn't even have to be another mermaid. It can be someone who's paddleboarding or snorkeling or diving, whatever. But if you've got someone there with you, it's just – you know, make sure you're safe and it just gives you something that you can share together. Yeah, and they can take photos too. Oh, yes, right? 100%. <laughs> we're, all, we're all about those awesome photos, especially me of my peers. Oh, my God, I just love peers. I'm like, quick, give me a photo of me holding the pier. Oh, quick, get a photo of me next to the pier. Give me a picture of me through the pier. Oh, I have, yeah, I mean, Yes. And I, I do think that other mermaids, having someone there, having another mermaid that we know how to take photos yes. of other mermaids. So is that, if you're after a really good photo, just ask another mermaid because we know the angles. We know we know the shot that looks good. Like sometimes if I ask my partner, like, oh, can you take a photo of me? <laughs> He's got no clue, the poor guy. Um, it's just like, I, uh, I, he's not a photographer. I have that same issue. I have someone who just puts their hand in the water and goes, here we go. And I'm like, are you even going to get me in shot here? <laughs> when I'm with Kat, it's like, I, I go, Kat, here, I'll do a video of you. And then she'll be like, okay. And I'll be like, okay, now do a video of me. And so we're just taking turns of videoing each other and just getting photos and shots oh. like that. So most of our time when we're mermaiding, we're just taking a turns with the camera, just getting photos for each other. <laughs> That's so, I love that so much. And it really is like you're sharing your joy with someone else that's there, experiencing it with you. And like that connection to the community, to other people, it really is like part of the benefits that I feel mermaiding brings um, to us. And and also, (laughs) can you honestly go past someone telling you, oh my God, look how gorgeous you look in that photo. (laughs) You just have someone tell you how gorgeous you are. Like, oh, yeah, I'm gorgeous. Like, you may not feel it, but you're like, yeah, I am gorgeous, you know. So having that uh, person to uplift you is like something else as well. That moral support. Yeah. And, you know, where I live is a very crowded beach. And it can be really intimidating if you're putting on a mermaid tail and suddenly everyone's whipping out their phones. They're wanting to take videos of you. And, you know, it's not the best time when you're putting on your tail for someone to be taking a video of you. But if you have a buddy there, you can just kind of like laugh it off. And and it really is so much safer. Like I always tell people like never swim alone because even if you're just snorkeling, things can happen. Like, you know, in Australia, it's... Yeah, Australia, they have, uh, 
you know the the rip tides here can be really strong. You yeah. just never know. Yeah, I must admit, so like when I was good to have when someone. I was twelve, like I got pulled out by a rip, and it was the scariest thing I have ever experienced. And I thought I was going to drown. <sighs> I thought I was going to die. And ever since then, I'm like I'm always aware of my surroundings. I'm aware of the conditions. If it's like too choppy or currently currenty, I'll be like saying to my my friend, I'll be like, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't enter here. Like, let's try somewhere else. So I'm a big believer in let's make sure we're all remain safe while we're having fun. Yeah, it's all safety first and yes, then the fun, def- right? Definitely. And, and, and if we're all having, a, if we're all safe, then we can have fun, right? Definitely. Okay, so what is one thing that you wish you knew before you started mermaiding? Well, this is just going to go back to what I said earlier. Like if I knew how much it was going to help my mental health, I would have found a way to do this earlier. Like I have suffered with a lot of depression, anxiety a lot of my life, Um and it is due to, I should put a trigger warning in here, sexual assault and domestic violence. So I lost a lot of myself. And if I had a known putting on a tail was going to make my life so much better and my mental health so much better, I would have done this so much earlier. And I just want people out there to know that it's never too late to start mermaiding or any other activity that is going to bring you pleasure and joy like I'm sort of a little bit disappointed in myself that I have started way later in life than what other people are doing. So, but I guess, yeah, if I hadn't known just how much my life would change with just mermaiding, I wish I had done it years ago. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, we all have different starting lines. So it's always, I, I feel like that, you know, what you were talking about earlier with the trigger warnings and with the mental health, like this is something that I really value in all of your posts and that you're so open and honest and vulnerable about sharing what's happened to you. Because every time I read one of your posts, it makes me feel like I have been seen like you you know what I I've gone through or struggled and it actually just that vulnerability is so empowering for others so I really do just want to thank you for yeah. for being so open and vulnerable when you are sharing do you know what so. it actually started for me doing that when I was really vulnerable and it was just a way of getting my thoughts and feelings out and it's only because I've had so many of my friends and people say oh my God, you were just writing down what I feel, but I never knew other people felt like this or I didn't know that you could be in such a dark place but then be like, you know how they always say you smile on the outside but you're dying on the inside? So I feel I felt like that a lot. So And I put that out there and I just want people to know that you're not alone, you know, you, there will be better days after the hard days. Like they always say, like there's a rainbow after the storm. Um, yes. But I feel like if we don't talk about this, people are going to suffer alone and they just don't know how much we care and support other people who suffer. And I just want them, to, everyone to know that they're not alone. They can reach out to me. I always make a post. If you're ever feeling low, if you ever need any support, I'm always here. My inbox is always open. I'm a big believer of we can do this together. Yeah. And I love that. I feel like that is sort of how the whole I'll swim with you project began was 
just feeling completely alone. And, you know, there is, there are mermaid communities out there, but when you feel alone and you don't want to put it on other people, it's almost like you begin isolating yourself because you don't want to put it on other people, like your problems, you know, and then uh, like, but it is really just that opening up and sharing that it clues people yeah, in. Yeah, 100%. You know? Like my sister, she's like, I never knew you felt this way until she got the call from the police, you know, that I was in hospital. And she's like, I never knew. And I'm like, what am I meant to say? Like, you've got your own life. I'm just myself, you know. And it's so hard to reach out. And that's when I saw your I'll swim with you, I'm like, I have to be part of this because for me it's true. If you have someone beside you, it can make – such a big difference in your life and actually could it actually could save a life you know and that's being realistic you know just having someone say I'll swim with you or I'll be with you or you know it that could save someone's life so I'm yeah I'm a big supporter which is why I'm so honored that I'm here with you today because it's something I truly really do believe in yeah thank you so much I you know as much as I do love the mermaid community, I think it's on us to make it a safe space to share and be vulnerable. And it is really scary to open up and share with others. You know, there is always this stigma of mental health or, or just, you know, like feeling like later on, like, Oh, should I have said that? Like, should I, you know, whenever, whenever I post anything, I feel like, Oh my gosh, should I have said Sometimes that? Sometimes like, I go back and go, why did I share that? That's so out there. But then people will be like, you know, because you did that, I don't feel so alone. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I am putting myself out there to be like open, like an open book, but I'm like, but at least that might help someone go, well, you know what? She understands, mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like people are very, ashamed if they have feelings of suicide or depression and the last thing they want to do is reach out so when they see someone knows what I'm going through you know someone who isn't just gonna judge or gossip or or shame them you know when they see that it's like it opens up a doorway and they can actually reach out which is incredible that's one thing I always say like I may not have the right words but I will never judge and I will understand because I've been there like I was the same I was so frightened to reach out and say hey you know I, I'm, I'm at a point where I don't want to be here anymore and it's hard to say that to someone because you are worried about being judged you're worried that they're going to say but you're a mother how can you do that or you've got so much to live for everyone talks about all the things you have but when you're in that state of mind you don't notice those things you just notice your pain yeah and that's one thing I want to made to make people aware of is that you may have this deep dark pain inside you but if you reach out, someone can help take that pain away. It may not help straight away, but it, it may, you know, and it may be the difference between you having another day here or not having another day here. Yeah, and there are so many, you know, support, like Lifeline, where you can call for um, if you do need um, professional support as well. Like we're obviously, we're not professionals, but if you need a friend, like I I have seen a lot online where it's like, oh, you know, like don't act like a professional psychologist, something like that. But like, I've had friends before in the past who have committed suicide and 
didn't reach out. And I always kick myself thinking like, man, if I just knew, if I just knew I could have maybe just heard some, like listen to them for a minute or two, that could have changed everything. And even my own sister, um, who passed away, you just, you don't know. And really just opening up that door is so key to just, yeah, being there for each other. But there's also Mm -hmm. that point too, where, all right, we are not trained in this but we've also experienced it and also I'm going to say like when you've lived through something you know where you can go Mm -hmm. like if I know someone is in a domestic violence situation I'll be like you know there's an organization called the orange door who can help you with that if you're feeling suicidal there is a lifeline you can ring lifeline or the suicide hotline you know you know what supports are out there and you can guide them to that like you may not be able to give them the advice and help they need but you can definitely show them where you can go to get that support that you need that is professional support yes thank you so much for bringing that up i've never heard of orange door but yeah. that's an incredible orange, yeah, um, orange, thing to share orange door does help at, at the moment which i'm going to say unfortunately is women only so if men are in domestic violence situations they can't reach support and i'm a big supporter of men and women both need support if they are experiencing dv so but yeah at the moment like the orange door does help women and children help make you know goals to escape dv um, putting plans in place to make sure you have money to leave that environment support groups that you can reach out to they are such a fantastic Mm -hmm. organization for people suffering for or experiencing dv yeah what an incredible program and resource to share because you know someone might be listening to this and be in a situation and have no idea so it really just goes to show that like us as mermaids like we can post all of the glittery and fun photos that we want but you know if we're also sharing our lived experiences and how mermaiding has helped us get out of all of these situations that we can find ourselves in, we really can help each other as well. Um, I'm a big believer of we are on this earth as a one. So we should try and help each other as much as we can. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. That's incredible. Oh, (laughs) And what is what's next for you? What have you got any big mermaid plans? Anything you want to share? Well, I have a couple things I can share. <laughs> so, um, I'm I actually organised a wreck swim up in Brisbane with a couple of mers, and it got to the point where it's just going to be it was me, um, myself, Merman Daniel, uh, Renee, and Kimmy, and then it's just grown to I invited my friend, my sister Cat, along, my mer sister Cat, and then. It's just grown to like 10 or 12 people now. So it's like this is going to be a highlight of my life to be in Australia with so many mers around me because usually it's just me and Kat. So <laughs> I'm looking oh my yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, I'm actually on or part of Wave 2 for the amazing trading card game. So I actually love that because you don't have to be a certain size, age, look, whatever. They promote every mermaid, merman, merfolk on these cards and I think it's just something beautiful so I'm part of that and then I'm actually oh yeah I'm actually the first Australian to be doing um trying out the fishy flipper for Jurassic Merman so that's very exciting and then I oh that's amazing yeah yeah I'm like I'm so excited and then um 
I may have some other news later on in the year, but I can't really say anything because it hasn't been formalised, but it's something that I'm going to be really p- proud to be a part of, of that community. So, um, yeah, so I've got a few things lined up this year. So, yeah. That's so exciting. And I think it's really important to like share our wins as well as our woes as a mermaid community, you know, like there's, there's some like dark things and, but there's also the bright lights. And this is just something that, you know, I really want to end this, uh, this interview with is that even though we share like some really like hard times when we come together, we can also express joy and, and really feel connected as, as a mermaid community. I'm so excited for your mermaid shipwreck dive. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, can I-, I think I've been to that shipwreck too. It's the one, uh, or uh, it's, maybe, it's maybe just, I was at the one at Sunshine it's Coast. It's just a uh, Island. Uh, maybe I can't remember which shipwreck I was at up there. There's but a few up there, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I went to the shipwreck, I didn't even know we were going to be shipwrecked diving that day. <laughs> so it was, it was like an extra little bonus treat. It was amazing. Yeah. But that sounds so exciting. And to just bring together mermaids from all over, that will be an incredible movement. I'm so excited for yeah. you. Can I just add to with the the trading card game, like to have someone who has been, you know, abused and been told they're worthless to be chosen to be on a card game because they feel like, you know, you're someone people should know. It's just so heartwarming. Like it's just, yeah, it just makes me so happy that there is a community out there that accepts everybody as they are you know, so yeah. 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 And as they are as well, I love that the way you put that, because I do feel like as mermaids, we can all be very quirky. Yeah. There's <laughs> so many different personalities and, you know, we we all have our days, you know, but to just accept people as they are and know that, you know, that this is just incredible that you're going to be on a mermaid card. I'm so excited for you. Like, look at where you've come from and where you're going is incredible. Yeah, it's just like I've um, lived like 20 years in the past three years. <laughs> yes, I love that. Uh, and is there anywhere that people can find you so they can continue, you know, learning about your story and reading about your posts and everything? Um, I'm basically only on Insta as Mermaid Kona. I was starting up a mindfulness page where people could come and connect with um, the journey of mental health and the benefits you can get from mermaiding. Um, I've put that on hold for the moment because it was getting a bit hard to do a lot of stuff. But, um, yeah, at, at some stage I would love to start a mindfulness float sessions with people so they can understand that even if you don't put a tail on you can find peace with your mental health with just floating in a pool with others and just people who've been there and understand it so that's something I would love to get started as well oh sign me up (laughs) I want to be there the first the first float I am there I love that. And, you know, it has been such a joy to talk to you. I am so excited that, you know, you agreed to do this. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. It really has been incredible. Thank you for letting me share. Like, it's just been an honor to be part of this. 
I had such an amazing time interviewing Mermaid Kona and just wanted to thank her again for being so open and vulnerable and sharing her journey with mental health and mermaiding. And to all of my listeners, if you are experiencing an emotional crisis and require urgent support, please call Lifeline on 131114, or if you're not in Australia, call your country's mental health crisis hotline. And remember, I'll swim with you. 